I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, you're listening to Weird Tales and the Unexplainable, or actually Weird Tales Revisited, which is how we end sort of each run of episodes now. Uh, this is your host, Bob Shoy, and with me, as always, for these episodes is my good friend, Rick Dove. Hello, it's been a while. And there he is. So I, I chucked out a lot of like, asking for listeners' suggestions on what we should do for this one. Uh, we did D.B. Cooper last time, and that was really popular, so I was like, okay, what do people want? And got loads and loads of suggestions back, but like, I didn't know which one to go for. Uh, and a few of them were just like something to do with aliens, something to do with aliens. And I was like, yeah, I could do something to do with aliens. Considered doing Men in Black. And this is before I knew Tiss was like putting together some like beast of a Men in Black episode. <laughs> so I'm glad I didn't commit to that one in the end. Uh, but I chucked out to you, uh, Rick, the idea of cattle mutilations. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, and initially we were sort of like, is there enough there? Is there enough there? And um, eventually you sort of said, yeah, let's just do it. We'll find something. And I think I think we found stuff, like we did our research separately, and I think we found some stuff. Too much, you might say. I mean, when I think of cattle mutilation, it, it always reminds me of the X-Files for some reason. It takes me back to the 90s when I was this curious kid who was just getting into the world of the paranormal, you know? Yeah. But now, I, I had limited access to information back then. But now we've got the entirety of the world's knowledge at our fingertips on the internet. This has caused me to see some horrific shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've had to sort of like scroll past some images because I'm like, oh God, I could do about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought this would be like, oh, this would be a fun, breezy one. And it's, <laughs> some of it did make me a little bit queasy, I'll be honest. But this, this is like something, like you say, the X-Files and popular in the 90s. This really feels like a 90s topic. Very much. I mean, even though it's still going on to this date, you don't really see it talked about apart from no. sort of quirky news articles. Yeah, like the, the sort of, like the alien stuff that was massive in the 90s is like this, crop circles, uh, like blurry UFO pictures. I feel like that mm. was all in the 90s because it was so mysterious yeah. and you didn't have access to it online and the popularity of the X-Files, as, as you say. So cattle mutilation, uh, otherwise known as bovine excision or excision, um, or unexplained livestock death, uh, particularly popular in the Midwest of America. And involves body parts being removed uh, from livestock, often cattle, usually jaws, genitals, rectums, ears, eyes, tongues, 
Mm. All, all the good stuff. <laughs> the, the the thing that bothers me the most about about this is the, is the word they've they've I've seen used for the removals, and the word was cord, like you would oh. core an apple. <laughs> and oh. I've seen some pictures that marry up to that. I, I won't get into the details of it, but one of the parts you just mentioned towards the back end of a cow, I saw a horrible picture of a cord cow. Oh God, it is foul, and it's just as nasty as it sounds. There is a turn of phrase that I came across that made me go, oh, God, which will come up later in the episode. <laughs> so, yeah, cord, I didn't come across like that. That's nasty. Yeah. So one of the earliest cases I came across is actually from the UK, though. Oh. Um, so the earliest case I could come across, and I haven't got any information about it. I was just like, wow, that's earlier than I was expecting. So it was um, around the Shires area. Mm. Um, so kind of where me and you both used to live. Yeah. Um, that sort of area just north of London. Uh, and that's 1606. Wow. So that's really early. There was a, a wave of cattle mutilations across the shires. Is there any decent sort of write up on that about what, what happened? Or? There probably is. Uh, but I haven't got it here. That was just like, I just came across that date and I was like, wow. Cause I've got a little okay. bit of a timeline of some dates here. And mm. I was like, wow, that's earlier than the other ones. I'm going to whack that on there. Because the thing I list. find bizarre about this is all of the evidence that I, I use the word evidence very loosely. Yes. Uh, all, all of the evidence that I could find online seems to be from America. I, I try, well, yeah. I did find some cases in Brazil, which we'll come to, but everything about cattle mutilation always points to America. Yeah. And as you say, mostly the Midwest. And then this, this, uh, did you come across the, uh, the 37th parallel? Have you heard no. of this? Okay, well, <laughs> These evocative names. I know, it's great. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll cover that one in a bit then. Uh, so I'll, I'll just go through this short list of dates that I've got, first of all. Did you come across uh, Snippy? No. Or Lady? Um, this is sort of like the first high-profile case in America. Um, and it was 1967, so a long time after 1606. Um, and this was the one that got in the newspapers and stuff. It was a horse... Um, its head and neck were skinned and cauterized, but it was, people didn't know what it was. It was the first sort of reported case of a mutilation of an animal, um, with this weird cauterization on the, on the cuts and stuff, very specific cuts. Hmm. And, um, it was reported in all the newspapers as the snippy mutilation, uh, which was the name of the horse, except it wasn't. Oh. Uh, the horse was called Lady. So it was just one of those complete mistakes by the newspaper. And <laughs> this case is known in circles as the Snippy case. It's actually, the horse is actually called Lady. <laughs> <laughs> I think Snippy was like the father of the horse it happened to or something. Oh, I see. So they got mixed up. Someone got mixed up and then everyone else ran with it. Yeah, but that was the first sort of high profile case and it was this horse and the, the cauterized wounds and the very precise cuts. That's something that comes up a lot as well. That's mm. why people don't think of it as being an animal that's possible of doing it to another animal because it's, it's almost like surgical. Yeah. And that's precision. the things that I was finding. They were saying laser like precision with these cuts. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing that I, f- probably the most terrifying aspect is a lack of blood. Of, yes. Of the yeah. majority of all these scenes. I mean, these are big animals. These are horrific injuries and no blood. No. And, and no, no footprints found around them either, which is really weird. And a lot of the farmers say there's not even animal tracks around most of them because a lot of these are happening out on cattle ranges. Obviously, you know, yeah. these, these are kilometers and kilometers of land and they find these animals that are isolated, but they say it's almost like they've just been plopped down. 
Yeah. And it's not even just like, oh, this huge wound with no blood around it. Sometimes these huge animals are drained of blood. Like there mm-hmm. are cases where the animal is drained completely of blood, yeah. which is really weird. Yeah. But cow mutilations have been, like I said, the particularly popular in the Midwest. Um, and Colorado is like the hotspot for it. So by 1979, there had been 8,000 cases reported in Colorado. Oof. So wow. yeah, that's, that is really the hotspot of it. Um, you said about it mainly being, um, America though. Yeah. I've got a case here, 2001 in Indonesia. Mm. Uh, there was 200 goats found mutilated in Indonesia, uh, wow. with no explanation. Is, it, is this just like at, all at once or is this over a period of time? Uh, that was in 2001. So over the year of 2001, oh, 200 okay. goats. Yeah. Wow. So that's a lot. Um, and since 2002, there have been 3,500 cases reported in South America. Poor. Wow. So, yeah. That's a lot. And you said, uh, actually, you've got something from Brazil later. So that's probably I tied have. into that. Yeah. yeah. Just just out of interest, the Indonesia one, did, did it mention anything about the mutilations? Is it the same sort of um, hallmarks of evidence? Yeah, like it's the same sort of thing. Probably like a, a range of what you see in the other things so parts hmm. removed jaws removed skin surgical cuts no blood yeah. all that sort of thing yeah uh, one other date i've got here so you said it's happening up until today mm-hmm. so 2019 there was yeah. a uh, so have you got this this will be the one that i've seen yeah 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 the in oregon that's the one yeah so this was there was five bulls uh, that were drained of blood with their sex organs removed in oregon and these were prize bulls these uh, sold for six thousand dollars a piece. Um, so the the farmer obviously felt quite targeted by this. Um, a lot of them around there were thinking this was like cult related. Um, and the same farmer actually had the same thing happen to him in the early nineties. He had four cows uh, mutilated in the early nineties as well. Wow! But this uh, twenty nineteen case is it's, yeah, the five bulls last year, and then in February this year. The same farmer has had another bull mutilated. Wow. Um, they are thinking, like him and his ranchers are thinking, this is just one guy. They think it's a guy, like a crackpot, basically. Mm. Uh, they're really creeped out. They described all these cuts as having surgical precision, like from an like expert surgical precision. Yeah. So they're saying definitely not an animal. And um, this one in February this year had its heart removed and uh, its udders removed. So this was a cow, yeah. Yeah. Udders and heart removed. Yeah, that was the February one from this year. Um, and now, the, the, well, I don't know as it is now. The last case I said, I saw, I saw, I watched an interview with the farmer actually. He was talking about, you know, he's scared to go out unarmed at the moment because yeah. who knows what's out there. Wow. And the, the guy that I kept on coming across uh, when I was doing my research is a guy called Chuck Zukowski. Right. Um, Chuck's been investigating these things since way back when it first started. Um, he had an interest and he started going along to these things and people started like going to him as the cattle mutilation guy. Um, th- th- there's a great article I found on the New York Post. If you just Google New York Post Chuck Zukowski, it's mm-hmm. a brilliant write-up on him. I won't go into it too much here. But for any listeners who really want an in-depth account uh, and a historical account as well, Chuck Zukowski is the word on cattle mutilation, mm-hmm. which is a phrase I never thought I'd be saying in my lifetime. <laughs> no, it's not a title I expected that he thought he was ever going to get. <laughs> But uh, it was it was Chuck that uh, coined the term about the thirty seventh parallel. So okay. 
all the investigations that he's done across America, he's obviously marked a map. And if you if you do a Google search for the 37th parallel, you'll find a little map. And where he's put all these little pins across his map, it is basically a perfect, slightly curved line that goes from one coast to the other of the US. Mm. Which is fascinating. And all the mutilations that he has investigated have been within that line. Wow. Which is really bizarre. That's really odd. Mm. He's actually... Um, there's there's a uh, a, a book uh, called uh, the 37th parallel the secret truth behind america's ufo highway it's also <laughs> it's it's also known for for ufo spotting as well but chuck did the correlation and you right. found the cattle mutilation as well i love that when you said that it drew a line from one coast to the other I thought you were then going to say like, and then it carried on and it was like, did the shape of a cow. <laughs> <laughs> and that was its back. We're just getting trolled by aliens. <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard of the 37th parallel, yeah. Uh, so there's a number of explanations for, well, explanations in quotes for what this could be. Mm. Uh, but there was a huge government investigation in 1979 called Operation Animal Mutilation. Original, I like it. Yeah, <laughs> to the point. Uh, it cost $44,170. Cheap. And it had five objectives, which I've got here. I'm going to just pull up my tab of the objectives. So, to determine the reliability of the information on which the grant was based, which entailed gathering as much information as possible about the cases reported in New Mexico prior to May 1979. Number two to determine the cause of as many mutilations as possible, especially those reported in New Mexico. So this was all around New Mexico that this case uh, was happening, this um, this investigation. Mm. Three, to determine if livestock mutilations, as described, constitute a major law enforcement problem. Four, if these mutilations do constitute a major law enforcement problem, to determine the scope of the problem and to offer recommendations on how to deal with it. And finally, if it is shown that the mutilation phenomenon is not a law enforcement problem, to recommend that no further law enforcement investigations be funded. Um, so they're just basically trying to see if they can save some money by sending out people to investigate these things <laughs> by sending out a big investigation into these things. Uh, <laughs> so in 1980, they released uh, the report from it. It was 297 pages long. And uh, they thought put it down to mostly predator and scavenger activity okay and that's kind of where they drew the line they're just like it's the scavengers doing this uh but the investigation was heavily criticized as the guy leading it never actually encountered one of the mutilations firsthand i think i read about this this was the guy who was actually scared um had a phobia of dead bodies and wouldn't go over oh. and investigate the cows i believe oh, if I remember that's correctly, he would send other investigators to go in and they would give him a digest about what had happened right and he was the guy heading up the goddamn investigation that must, that sounds like if that's the case that must be right then because i was like why the hell is the guy running the investigation not even going to see any of these hmm. uh, talk about the wrong man for the job <laughs> also during his time there was so the investigation didn't run for that long it, it was started in 79 the report was filed in 1980 like it's less than a year and um and during that time there was no particularly strange cases that arose in new mexico so he's doing a report on these strange cases and during the report, no strange cases happened and then files it. So it's like, it's not really a successful investigation. Yeah, if you're not, not even witnessing any and there's no strange activity happening where you're doing it. 
Mm. Um, but that is what that is the government's final word on what it was because that's what the report laid out. Yeah, predator and scavenger activity. It's my understanding that it is a, there is a separate, still ongoing investigation um, about cattle mutilation. Right. I've read from a couple of different sources that it falls under different bureaus. One says it's still with the FBI, mm-hmm. and another says it's with the Secret Service. Okay. Um, apparently both of them, because they are still ongoing investigations, they are not privy to freedom of information requests, apparently. So getting any information on it has been extremely hard. Um, there's nothing that's really out there and all the conspiracy nuts keep trying, but they're not able to pluck anything out of an ongoing investigation. Makes it very difficult. Right. Okay. So, um, apart from the government investigation and what that pulled up, another major explanation quote unquote is natural causes obviously Mm. so what what i've seen on different reports here is that they break this down to like what's happened to the body as to what's caused that to happen Mm. so mouths lips anus genitals caused by dehydration or small scavengers uh so parasites that can burrow through the thin skin of those parts in particular yeah eyes and soft organs uh they put it down to insects, specifically blowflies, um, which and vultures also, um, mm. which will enter through the mouth or anus and just chew the soft organs out from inside. Yeah, pleasant. Um, the the reason for there being no blood is that the blood itself is consumed by insects, or uh, the blood is reduced by solar desiccation. I don't know what that means. Is that just heat evaporation? I'm assuming, yeah, the sun drying it out. Yeah. yeah. So it coagulates in the vein. Yeah. But there's no evidence at all. I find that one kind of odd. You think there would still be some sort of evidence of blood? But. Yeah. And the reason I, I don't personally buy that one is I, there's multiple pictures that I've seen now. Um, some of them from that Chuck Zukowski guy. And unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. The, the injuries. Uh, this is going to get a bit bleak for listeners, so strap in. Um, the one yeah, that I saw. Don't eat while listening to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, what, the, the, the main ones that I've seen is it's a picture from the backside. The anus is, has been cored, as I said, essentially the size of probably a, a small, a small tea tea plate you know what i mean like sandwich plate yeah, yeah. I, I don't, what would your american listeners call that because i can't uh, say dinner plate because that's a massive. side plate side plate there we go thank you so yeah about the size of a side plate and uh it says that it went about eight inches deep other mm. wounds on the same animals include uh sections of their flanks so their sides and their ribs cut away almost like a square there right. was one where the the ribs are, are, are perfectly showing and there's not a drop of blood on those ribs but one of them had a he said he saw a carving on the ribs Ooh. like a strange pattern almost like diagonals that were going up and down the ribs just very faint but enough that it went along all of the ribs and then you see other things like the 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 skin of the jaw has been removed whilst the jaw is still intact mm-hmm. the eyes are removed but then the skin around the eyes cut off in a perfect circle so not just the the eyelids uh. Yeah, I've seen that. Just all around, like perfect circles, and this is on multiple animals. Yeah, and one of the theories I read was that the that the bugs that are laid in the wounds can start eating away at these things, and it can form these sorts of things. But these are whole huge animals, and a lot of them seem to have been found fairly freshly, like within a day or two on these ranges. And I don't think that's enough time for that many bugs to hatch, make a wound look like it was cauterized. Well, the um, surgical incision-looking cuts. 
on on the natural causes the the explanation the natural causes argument has is that these could actually be the skin tearing so when the it's post-mortem the bloat that's causing post-mortem it tears in a very like think of when when you tear paper it can tear quite straight so when it when the skin stretches it tears in a very straight line i see yeah that's Um, a good point and they actually did a number of experiments on dead bodies to confirm this theory. And a lot of the cases, it was like a very th- like thin, straight line of hmm. where the body had teared. Um, the only issue is with all these natural causes things is that all the ranchers that have had this happen to them, like in, in large quantities, have said, you know, this would also suggest that the cows that are dying are kind of ill to begin with. Otherwise they wouldn't yeah. drop dead. But it's like so many times it's like really healthy livestock. That's like exactly what I've read. Yeah. The strongest, most healthy livestock in the herd. And all of a sudden mm-hmm. they've dropped dead one day. So that is their argument for like that. Does The natural causes thing doesn't really add up. Yeah. 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 The, the theory that, that I most prescribe to is, um, aliens. Of course. When isn't it? <laughs> now, um, semen rustling. Oh, I haven't got, I haven't got that theory. Yeah, go on. Yeah, I suppose so, that would come on. I've got a subheading called human intervention, so I guess it would come under that. But yeah, go for it. Yeah, so obviously these these, these balls have a lot of value to them. These are prized balls. Yeah. Some of them worth, well, they are worth thousands of dollars. The, the minimum pricing that I saw when I was reading was $1,000 for a ball. Yeah, and these ones in Oregon were things, worth six six grand each. Yeah, from and the, the, there is a big market in bull semen for breeding. It's mm. it's a massive market. You get whole stud farms that are, are, are dedicated to to the practice. Yeah, and if another farmer can come along and steal the semen of the the prized super strong bull, I'm sure they probably would. And you know what would be a great way to try and hide it is to try and cover it up. And I'm yeah. sure they've got pretty bloody good at it over the years. Ah. Semen wrestling. I don't, yeah. That's uh, two words I would not have thought would go together. But... Cheers, jacking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so human intervention, aside from yeah. semen wrestling. Um, deviants, just people who get off on animal cruelty. Mm. Um, there's, you know, again, like this is a pleasant subject. Some of these reports were like, you know, some of these deviants derive pleasure, even sexual stimulation from doing this to animals which is i just i don't want to ever meet that person ever i'd I'd like to say that shocks me but unfortunately in this sick world it doesn't (laughs) yeah (laughs) it really doesn't and then the other thing under human intervention is cults so ritual sacrifice uh which explains blood harvesting Hmm. um and then removal of organs hearts and things used potentially in rituals Hmm. um that's what the guy from Oregon last year, he said, you know, this is potentially like an occult thing. And a lot of the people were thinking it's an occult thing. Um, so that, that's another possible explanation. Um, obviously aliens, UFOs, possible explanation. Um, I don't know why I don't, all these people that say it's aliens and that is the most common thing that people say, Oh, alien cow mutilation. I don't know why they want to cut up cows. I have read some wacky shit about this. Uh, the some of the conspiracy theorists say that it's part of an ongoing alien breeding program where they're making all these hybrids 
as they right. were in the X-Files, the old uh, alien-human hybrid thing. Yeah. Um, they say that they're splicing cow DNA in there as well for some unknown reason, or that they're using the cow's blood and parts to do research. And Right. It doesn't make any sense. And, and to be fair, if you are a sentient species that's travelled light years across the universe to arrive at a planet, and you can just willfully nip down and grab a cow, why the hell are you going to return it? Yeah, it's the evidence they leave is kind of suspicious. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the only evidence that I have that backs up the alien stuff is like a lot of places where the cases have been, there have also been UFO sightings. Yes. So yeah. that like lines up. Um, yeah. Along that, what's it called? The 37th parallel? parallel. Yes. Yeah, along yeah. that, UFO sightings and um, mutilations are plenty. Something that I did find interesting, um, reading once again off uh, an account of Chuck Zukowski, there was one place that he went to where he said an animal had been mutilated inside a pasture, so obviously very close to the farmhouse. Yeah. Um, he did, did his investigation, but he noticed there was a couple of other animals there that were really skittish. None of the other animals in the paddock would go anywhere near where this animal was. Okay. There was, there was apparent burn marks on the ground as well um, that had inconclusive results as to what the cause was. Uh, just highly carbonized area, so high temperature. But there was there was a dog that was um, with the family's ranch dog. Apparently, it was a very boisterous, outgoing dog, really happy dog. And after this happened, the dog just completely retreated into itself, wouldn't go near anyone, wanted to stay the hell away, would barely come outside. It got so bad, they, they, they got a therapist. <laughs> they couldn't turn it around there. That to put the dog down. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so whatever it is, severely spooked a lot of animals. Well, there but we go. Case closed, again, alien. That was that was the the only account I could find that mentioned something like that. There may very well be more out there, but obviously we don't have a breakdown of every case ever. Yeah. So the people seeing the UFOs, there's also been lots of reports of around the areas people seeing black helicopters. Ah. And this comes down to um, another possible explanation: government and or military experimentation. Mm. I don't know why the government and military will fly down and experiment on a cow in the middle of a field. Um, I don't know. But well, these mysterious black helicopters have been spotted around pl- times and places that cattle mutilations have occurred. Hmm. Um, they say possibly it's research into diseases such as like things like mad cow disease. But it would seem weird to run the risk of doing it in some underhanded cl- clandestine way when they could just yeah. approach the farmer and say, look, we'll pay you for your cattle. We need to do some experimentation. Yeah, you know, exactly. That's what ha- I thought. How your average government would probably operate. I get that they're going to want specimens that have just been on the land as normal cows. They don't mm. just want to like have one in a lab. Yeah. But yeah, like you say, go go and buy one. You can go to yeah. the farmer's market and buy livestock. That's it, yeah. And even if it was like a regional thing and they needed to test specific areas, they could still do that via livestock auctions. Yeah, I don't see the government like, okay, let's core its eyes out and uh, take its rectum and we'll eat the rest here. Yeah, makes no sense. Unless it's to cause like confusion and chaos so that they wouldn't link it back to them. I don't know. To me, I'm just like, why would they experiment on yeah, a Yeah, it makes no sense. Like Too far-fetched for me. And then the final um, explanation I have um, is cryptids. Ah, okay. People putting it down to Chupacabra, Mm. feasting on his favorite bits. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So make of that what you will. (laughs) But they're the main main, uh, explanations. So government investigations, uh, military experimentations, natural causes, human intervention, aliens and UFOs and cryptids. 
You see, I, I can't buy the cryptids one because if you think about the sort of range that, say, a moose has, for example, in North America or mm-hmm. certain types of deer, they're in specific areas. Are these people saying that the chupacabra is so prolific that it's across oh, yeah. the entirety of the US? Well, of course they are. They believe in cryptids. <laughs> so you've got one chupacabra who's really quick or uh, <laughs> there's so many of them and somehow we still haven't caught one. It's because they live underground with the lizard people. Uh, good point yeah i'd have thought on that that angle <laughs> uh so yeah take it away with one of your bits of research so a lot a lot of the stuff that i was finding was very dry news articles um what i tried to do is have a little dig down and find some stuff that was more human um i will i'll start with these couple of stories that i found on reddit i'll, I'll end with the more horrific one that i've got but these are a couple of stories that I found from a subreddit called Mysteries of the World. This okay. one was posted by a user called Deathwish268, and it was just under a year ago now. And he just titled it Cattle Mutilation. I have myself uh, perused Mysteries of the World a few times for Weird Tales. I'd like, be surprised I recognize that name for a long time ago, yeah. <laughs> so he said, My family has a cattle ranch. About a week ago, we had a cow die overnight. Not exactly uncommon, but the circumstances certainly were. This cow had her uterus udders, lips and tongue all surgically removed. Clean cuts, no tearing or teeth marks from an animal, no other damage to her, and very little blood spilled. Then, two nights ago, we lost our largest bull overnight. Found him the next morning with his penis removed, again with surgical precision and very little blood spilled. Neither animal had any bullet wounds or other wounds besides what was mentioned. We took blood samples from both and turned them into the sheriff's office, who investigated both deaths with a local vet. No one has any idea how or why this has happened yet. A cult? Aliens? Someone is really going the extra mile to send us a message. What's your thoughts, Reddit? We're downright scared at this point. Wow, that is weird. But the, the real the real meat here, and this 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 is a much longer one. This is probably twice the length for the last one. This well, is the real really meat is what they attention. walked away with. <laughs> but <Ba-dum-tsh. laughs> I'll cut that. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so this this was the top response, and this is a guy from a guy called uh, Recon Scout One One Seven, and th- this one this one got to me a little bit. Okay. He said, this reminds me of finding a whole herd of deer in northwest Montana. It was spring and the fawns were dropping and the bucks were losing their antlers. My brother and I were taking the neighbor's horses off for a walk to walk off some of their winter barn fat. And we were only planning on a short trip to the foothills and back. When we got to our turnaround point, I noticed the horses were very nervous and extremely restless. Their ears were perked and scanning like radar dishes, looking for trouble. My brother was the first one to see the herd, but our horses wouldn't go anywhere near the deer. I told him to stay with the horses and went to check it out. I really wish I had reined in my curiosity, because it was bad. Every single one of these deer had been cleaned out. One incision from the anus to the top of the sternum cleaned through the breastbone. All of them were like that, even the little fawns. There were no internal organs, no eyes, no brains. Even their esophaguses and windpipes were gone. Patches had been shaved off the buck's spines, and there was a definite puncture wound on the spine. The corpses were still warm and showed no signs of decay either. There wasn't an ounce of blood on the ground, and no meat was harvested from the bodies. As soon as the implications hit me, I was back on the horse and letting him run home. I told my neighbour about it, and he went to look for himself. This guy retired from the Marines and was a certified badass, but all of the colour was gone from his face when he came back. He immediately called the Forest Service and brought them to the kill site. Even the old salty bastards were pretty shaken up with the scene. 
He pulled his cows back into the corral and kept his horses in the barn for a few weeks. He and my dad sat down and set up a video monitoring system for both of our properties. I noticed that my father was packing at least a forty-four Magnum pistol and his lever-action rifle was always close at hand. He also started to step up on our weapon safety training and marksmanship. My dad also retired from the Marine Corps. So the two of us basically set up a mini boot camp for us, mostly to keep us busy away from the woods that time of year. I'm glad they took me seriously. I mean, a whole herd. Wow. wow. Yeah, that imagery is, yeah, that was, that's yeah. grim. It's horrific. And <laughs> I, I, I have to say, like, I, I don't like to cast aspersions on anyone's account, but I will say take these things with a pinch of salt to anyone yeah. listening because they are just the account of someone on the internet. Yeah, It, it could be made up. I, I don't want to say these people are lying, but you, you, you don't know. I would say, especially like you have to be careful on like uh, message boards, mm-hmm. like Reddit or whatever, when people are sharing experiences, the majority of them are false, but yeah. some of them are real. And if that's yeah. real, like Jesus, man, that's that's something grim to come across. Yeah, like, the, the descriptions that was uh, making me a little bit queasy. It's horrific. Yeah, it's absolutely horrific. <laughs> and that one doesn't even have any pictures. No, you don't need them. <laughs> no. <laughs> the the other one that I've seen, um, this this is the one that I found the most difficult. And the the, the pictures of the cows turn my stomach. Um, this is the big red flag for anyone listening. If you are strong of stomach, feel free to Google this. If you're not, then please, God, do not. And don't blame me if you do. <laughs> I'm not going to. But <laughs> what this is. This, there's a there's a website I found called ufonews.co.uk. Don't get Classic. me wrong. I don't think it's exactly the leading uh, source in uh, in cattle mutilation news. I can't put much stock in the veracity of the truth. But no, that's us. holy fuck, the pictures. <laughs> oh my God, the pictures. <laughs> what I turned up here uh, was a Brazilian human mutilation. So, oh, so you had pictures of this? Oh, yeah. I, oh, I'm, I'm, look, yeah, I'm looking at it as I'm it. saying this. This is horrific. Okay. So... <laughs> Just, oh, I haven't even, you haven't even started and I feel like all like faint. <laughs> I, I won't go too deeply into it. It's, it's, it's horrible. People can search this and read up on it. But what I, the picture that I am. They I'm can do, here, but if they do, they're going to end up on some sort of list. <laughs> they, are, they are horribly going to regret it and be on a list. <laughs> um, so this, this was a man who was found by a popular fishing spot. Um, you can read up on the details of it yourself, but the, the picture I'm looking at here is a man who is laying on his back. He is missing one of his arms from the elbow down. The top of his head uh, from, from basically the bridge of his nose upwards appears to be burnt. His head is back. Uh, he appears to be missing his eyes. You can see directly into his mouth where the entirety of his upper and a good portion of his lower lip are missing. He's got a deep puncture wound in his right shoulder um and he's looking a bit of a state <laughs> yeah to say the very least yeah um this this is put down by uh, uh according to this site br- according to uh this site it says brazilian ufologists right uh, okay. looking into it and they believe it's down to aliens um there are allegedly 11 other cases in brazil that have come to light about this i have not been able to find any evidence at all um one of the one of the names to to look up here uh that the initial evidence was taken by the police and then hidden away uh apparently um just locked away under lock and key not to be released but the photos were sent to a chap called encarnacion garcia um and received seven photos 
uh, that all seven of these photos are on this site are on the site. You don't have to view them all. There are descriptions. Um, they are horrific in themselves. Um, but they believe it's down to aliens and it's their version of cattle mutilation for us that they're harvesting us that they're collecting parts and they are studying mm. uh, an alternate theory that's been posited here though is that this chap went out to the lake and he went fishing and he got drunk and he fell asleep and they believe scavengers uh predators in the area got him and started to eat him I mean- which is which is an interesting theory in itself but the the scope of the wounds doesn't seem to be from any sort of larger animal and you know if i think if i think if i think about it if a crow started coming down having a peck at you i think it would wake you up no matter how pissed you were yeah i don't think i've ever been that drunk um (laughs) yeah i mean i was mutilated last night Um, I mean, if, if people want to believe it is aliens and that aliens are coming down and, and cutting up cows and stuff, there's, I, that one of my questions is why aren't they doing it to humans as well then? And yeah. well, maybe they are. This is the answer. But then why only in Brazil? Well, you say why only in Brazil? Uh oh. I've got a little story here. Ooh. Um, so Project Grudge. Good name. Very yeah. good name. It was a project by the US Air Force. Uh, which ran from 1949 to 1951 to investigate UFOs. Mm. Um, there's a report in amongst it called Report 13, uh, the Lovett-Cunningham incident. This is great. So there was a sergeant. Uh, this is Sergeant Jonathan Lovett, uh, who was abducted by a, quote, saucer-like aircraft. Hmm. Uh, he's, his cleanly mutilated body was found in the New Mexico desert and no official information exists on this. The rest, the rest of the reports from Project Grudge were declassified. So projects one to 12, uh, sorry, reports one to 12 and report 14, but report 13, uh, which supposedly details the Lovett Cunningham incident doesn't exist. So I've, I've got the, the rundown of events of what happened here so this is uh this happened in march and it says march 1956 so that doesn't coincide with the dates that project grudge run ran yeah so i don't know which one of them i've got the wrong information on but it must be one of them unless there was it was secretly continuing after the official date Hmm. um so sergeant jonathan lovett who i previously mentioned was out with uh major william william cunningham and um they were going through debris from a rocket test out in the desert. Cunningham hears a scream, turns round and sees Lovett being dragged by, quote, a long serpentine arm, which was wrapped around his legs, connected to a silver disc hovering in the air. Huh. Okay. Um, he was pulled inside the craft, and then the craft rose vertically. Uh, base personnel confirmed unidentified radar contact at the time of his disappearance. So they set out a big search for Sergeant Lovett. And then three days later, his nude corpse is found 10 miles away. Uh, it had been there for somewhere between 24 and 48 hours. So there is some time missing there. Mm-hmm. Um, his tongue was cut out. His eyes were gouged out. Um, he was drained of blood completely. And his um, anus was removed. Oof. With surgical precision, and this is the uh, the quote, the the line that made my stomach go a little bit. 
So um, his anus and genitals had been neatly extracted like a plug. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. That's the quote I didn't like. Oh, I didn't need that. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so there we go. That's uh, the love it. into butt plug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one's definitely not as fun. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah, that, so that's, oh. that's the Love at Cunningham incident. Wow. <laughs> and that report is just not available not it's- available yeah that is so that is uh report 13 1 to 12 and 14 were declassified 13 wow. which uh is, is not available no official information exists apparently is that report 13 the lovett cunningham incident from project grudge it's, i love that name from, it's from, a beautiful that's a name. real thing like the u.s aircraft <laughs> we, we investigate this what should we call it project grudge yeah <laughs> them damn ufos <laughs> the thing is this it's from that period of time where it was sort of ufo hysteria wasn't it? you know project mm. blue book um all of the majestic 12 documents yeah, now yeah. project grudge and there's so much more around that time as you know like sort of peak ufo really mm. the sort of late 40s to mid end of 60s yeah so that was that was uh, my favorite little thing that I uncovered, and that was the last thing I found. And I was like, "Yes, I got it. That's we got we got an episode here, including Project Grudge." Um, oh, yes, yeah, it's, it's a brutal topic. It really is. And once again, I can't reiterate this enough to any of the listeners. Please be ready for this if you start reading up on it. Like, yeah, I, I I'm not a pansy. Like, I, I I've got quite a strong stomach. I, I love violent video games. I love gory slasher films and that sort of thing you know it just it doesn't make me blink reading up on this and seeing all the pictures are associated with this just because it's a step closer to the reality of it all Mm. holy shit just be ready be ready yeah yeah this was uh see i didn't i didn't know when we originally said about ideas for an episode i was like there's not enough to cattle mutilation nothing more than what uh, me beef and tiss talked about way back on our first aliens episode we mm. sort of brushed over it in 10 minutes and actually going through it i was like there's way more and there's even more like if you want to go oh, yeah. and investigate further there's loads of stuff out there yeah well essentially all we've done here is open some doors for you guys to go and step through so if exactly. you want to do so at your own risk exactly yeah don't don't open those doors lightly and just remember, it's you lot that wanted this. They yeah. blame us. You wanted us to do something with aliens. Maybe you didn't know was this direction I was going to go in. But <laughs> so if you want something cheerier, yeah, throw some different suggestions our way. <laughs> Please give us something cheery. Yeah, I, next one I will not let it be so bleak, I hope. Um, things have a habit of going bleak at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, cow mutilations. I, that's all I have on the subject. Thankfully, that's all I've got as well. Yeah um so let's wrap up if you do want to suggest episode ideas for this or just say hi or anything you can do that at weird tales and the unexplainable.com there's a contact uh button on the website as well as links to different things and ways to support the show and buy merch and things like that or you can do, uh, email directly at unexplainable uk uh at mail.com i forgot the email address there for a moment uh, you can support my time editing at patreon.com slash bob and you can buy bonus episodes of this show at bob that's my name b-o-b-s-h-o-y um and i think that's everything that's pretty much it I'm yeah excellent. go and get some therapy now yeah so that's the end of this run of episodes uh we're gonna have a month break now and then we'll be back uh we've got 
a discussion episode at the start of the next run that Tiss is putting together now. Then me, Beef, and Tiss do one each, and there's going to be one more revisited. Um, so that's in a month's time. So thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, go look up that stuff at your own risk. I advise not to. Uh, yeah, I think we're out. Thanks, Rick. Thank you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.